Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. When she was at my house to breed the dog, I said, because she had done this before, I said, what was your last agreement last time? And she said, well, they did pick it a litter last time. I said, can I think about it? I then sent her a text message and I said, hey. It sounds like all this should be planned before the dogs are, right? This is the plaintiff, Camille Roach. She says she and the defendant agreed to mate their dogs, and she was supposed to get two puppies from the litter, one male, one female. Her dog did what he was supposed to do. She never got her two puppies from the litter and is here today suing a double-crossing defendant for the $4,600 she's owed. This is the defendant, Megan Malarski. She says the plaintiff contacted her, wanting to gain some experience with mating her dog. After they mated, she said she wanted some money, 2,600 bucks to be exact. She then wanted two puppies instead, and now she's starting all this crazy trouble. Bottom line, she owes the plaintiff nothing, because she originally didn't want anything but some experience with breeding. She's accused of keeping everything. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,400.31 for lost wages and surgery. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it? Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, in. Okay. So you have what kind of dog? A Siberian Husky. All right. And is it purebred? Is it registered? Is it? He's registered, papered, and purebred. All right. And at some point um, in the life of this Siberian Husky, which was at the age of what? Two. Two. You decided that you wanted to mate the dog. Correct. All right. And how is it that you found the defendant? It's uh, a website called breedmydog.com. Breedmydog.com. Oh, that's pretty explicit. All right. Um, so what is it that you talk about when you first start talking about mating your dogs? I asked if we sh- wanted to meet so that we could see if the dogs were compatible. Um, because my dog is really playful, but I don't, I've never done it before. So if he so was So what, what, what was your plan at the outset? Was just for the experience? My, ex- my expectation was that I was breeding. What she sold the dogs for was for her 
you know, what she sold her dogs for. But I did want to be compensated for my dog being breeded. Right. So what was your stud fee? What did you quote as your stud fee? I did ask her multiple times, what are we going to settle on? When she was at my house to breed the dog, I said, because she had done this before, I said, what was your last agreement last time? And she said, well, they did pick it a litter last time. I said, can I think about it? I then sent her a text message and I said, hey. It sounds like all this should be planned before the dogs are, right? Like what, what you're experienced in this. So why is this happening without an agreement? She said she wanted nothing. So that was the she premise. She said she wanted zero. Right. I have it in an email saying, I asked her, what do you want from the litter? I do not want anything except the experience to bring May my I dog. May I see the email? Yes, you can. Experience. He is a full breed. He has one blue eye and one brown eye. I am just looking for him to mate once the litter is here. Because it is so much work, I am not looking to gain anything from the litter. He has a good temperament. If you want, we can schedule a time they could meet. That's a strange thing to say. Aren't you looking to gain something? I have all of the emails that went back and forth this from is, me. And I have a, OK. Do you have any that are before yes. the dog's mate? For, yeah, from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, let me see those. Thanks. Okay, I've now read through all of it, and I see you saying that I didn't want to gain anything from the litter. I don't want to get, well, where's you saying what you wanted, period? Well, like, if we had met with the dogs and the dogs didn't work out, but I did ask her when we met for the dogs to breed, because at that point they hadn't connected yet. I even have the text message that says, we never settled on a price. And I, know, I does, said, do, am I the only one in the room who thinks that that's ridiculous? What? Or does anybody else think it's ridiculous to have the dogs mate before you settle on a price? Because we wouldn't be here if you had actually you know, bothered to figure that out beforehand. So what happens is the dogs connect, and she, the dog gets pregnant. We are pregnant. Yay, that's great. Um, and then you say, I thought about it, and if it's okay with you, I won't do pick of the litter because I w don't have the space. If it's okay with you, I would take a payout, but can I know when the puppies are here? She says, yes, definitely. They're due July 16th. Can I pay you at the end of this month? You say, absolutely. Everybody's happy. And then you say, I wanted to follow up, see how everything's going. It's now July 5th. She says she's due on the 16th. I get paid next week. Would it be okay if I send a check? Sure. We didn't discuss an amount. The dog's about to be delivered. The puppies are about to deliver, and they still haven't discussed an amount. All right, that'll be fine. We didn't discuss an amount. And then you say the following. Hi, Megan. I hope all is well. Please send the check, and you give your name and address in the amount of $2,600. Right. Because I Where'd was, you get that? That was when I did research. It says the amount of the dog. So I went the and amount got of what dog? my husky. It says it's up to what the owner of the stud wants to do in an amount. Well, meaning you could just call your I, amount. You could just make it up. What up to you entirely after they've connected and after the and of course not. The, you know, the typical stud fee is 500 bucks. I know because I see these cases all the time. The typical stud fee is 500 bucks. If you've got some great show dog that's won a bunch of things, of course it's going to be higher, you know, because the dogs she can sell are going to be higher. All right, so she says, 2,600, that is not at all what I pay, especially when you don't even want payment to begin with. I do not even want to sell, I, I do not even sell the puppies for more than 1,000 because they're not registered. I'm not even going to be getting that off of this litter alone. 
So my normal fee is 500. That's the normal stud fee she pays. I'm gonna offer you $500. That's what I stud my white husky for. You have a male dog also. That is what I would have paid the first time if they hadn't chosen to pick of the litter. And then you answer, please let me know when the puppies are ready. I can come and pick a puppy. Hello, I'm just checking. When can I come and pick up a puppy? That was September 8th. On September 9th, you say there's one puppy left. I never received Okay, so in between July 14th, July 14th, she texts you and says, please let me know when the puppies are ready. I can come and pick a puppy. You never answer her? I was busy with the dogs. Yeah, I know. But I know, you know, but you know how I, long it takes to answer a text? Yeah. Because I'm sure you answer someone's text mm -hmm. between July and September. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I thought you might have. So you decided you weren't going to deal with her anymore. So she wasn't going to get a puppy, I which mean, is what very... you had just told her. It's either $500 or a puppy. Right. You had told her that. And right. then she says, okay, let me know when I can get a puppy. She didn't say, ah, I demand two puppies or I'm soon. She said, okay, let me know when I can mm -hmm. pick up a puppy. And then crickets. And then in September, she texts you again. Two months later. I don't know why you waited so long. Why did you wait so long? I, was, I didn't know what was going on. I, I know, I know, but you know, it. something's going on like the sale of puppies. Yeah. So why did you ignore her? I was really frustrated that she asked for $2,600, to be honest, when okay. she first said she didn't want anything. Okay. So. so now you send her one text, and then that's it. You're done, too. I don't understand either one of you. You're done, too, right? I didn't get that text message. So what's the next thing that happens? She files a lawsuit? Did you ever talk I got, to her? In October, she sued me, so. October, she filed the lawsuit. Yeah. So when you got the lawsuit, did you call her and say, here's your $500, or? No, I was just really irritated because she's now suing me for $4,600. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, where did that come from, darling? Value of two dogs. Oh, what happened to it? It's just a question. It was just a question, so. But now it's a, it's a demand in a lawsuit, right? You have a counterclaim against her, $800 for lost wages for what? Work today. Oh, I'm please. a nurse practitioner. Amount owed for dog surgery. What happened? Okay, so one of the puppies I found out on November 7th had a def he's defective. He had um, crypto orchidism, which means he has one testicle, and the other testicle was in his stomach. So that's a genetic defect, comes from both lines. So my dog had to be fixed. And she shouldn't breed her dog anymore, actually. <laughs> so um, I had to do pay. Do you have the medical paperwork for that? Yep, I had to pay for the puppy surgery, and I had a letter from the woman that had got the puppy because she was very upset. Um, and I paid for the surgery. What, how about the other puppies? Uh, the other puppies I haven't heard anything about. Um, getting Having crypto orchidism, I think he was the only one. Um, but one of the puppies did die, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it either. Okay, I wanna make sure that you leave with a copy of that mm -hmm. because whatever that is, you should know about it. My vet said he was healthy and I have his papers from his birth. So I, right, no I just want you to have this. Okay. Okay. So I want to make sure that I, I haven't read through it. I don't know, but if there's some genetic, you know, problem, you need to know about it okay. um, because, you know, that wouldn't be fair to other people if you breed the dog, Absolutely. et cetera. So what I'd like to know from you is what do you think is going to happen here and what do you think should happen here? What do you think is the right thing? When you I'm... tell somebody the right thing is... You get $500 or pick of the litter, and there's no more litter. Why would you not pay her the $500? So, um, I mean, if it came down to that, she gets $500, but I think she should pay at least half of the surgery fee. On account of what? On account of it, it was part her dog that caused the defection. It was, you know, comes from both lines. I did the research on it. Do you have any evidence to suggest that she knew that there was some genetic problem? 
You didn't even know that your dog had a genetic problem. Her, my, How does anybody even know that? My first dog's litter was perfectly fine. I, I need you to listen to my question. How does one know it? Like, if it's not evident in a uh, checkup, how is one gonna know it? So why would she be responsible for the surgery? That is so far down, I don't need to read it. It's so far down the line of, of what is, unless you know that she pulled one over on you. If she has somehow knew that, you didn't even know it though about your dog. So even if what's that, what that's gonna prove is that there have to be, you know, some chromosomal that both dogs are providing, she would never know that. So why would she all of a sudden, you know, instead, she doesn't get her $500 and she's gotta pay for part of the surgery? No. So on your counterclaim against her, zero. And on her claim against you, I'm gonna order you to pay what is typically the stud fee on a case uh, like this, and it's $500, verdict for the plaintiff. So after all is said and done, the plaintiff is gonna get $500, the stud fee, which is what you would have paid anyway, right? right? Yep. So you okay with this? Uh, I mean, I guess I have to be. <laughs> I mean, you would have had she not sued you for 4,600, is that right? I would right? have paid her $500 if she ever followed up and if, you know, if I didn't have to deal with other things in my life. Sorry, okay. you gotta pay her $500 stud fee. Yep. Okay, you must sign some documents on your way out of the courtroom. Okay. Thank you. All right, Ms. Roach. Well, you were suing for 4,600. You're gonna get 500. That's a big difference. Where'd you come up with that figure, 4,600? So that would be the price of a new Husky if I was to get one from the pet store. So I pulled the paperwork. A really high quality yeah, Husky. Yeah, a full breed Siberian yeah, Husky. Okay. Well, 500, you, you satisfied with that? It will work. Okay, My good. dog gets with just Very good, sad. all right, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, Harvey. Well, look, if you are buying a dog from a breeder, you got to make sure everything is in writing. I mean, that is the only way to protect yourself. But I have even a better idea. Adopt a rescue. They will never forget. They will love you forever. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Gary Hool. He says he purchased a motor from the defendant who told him it was in good working order and made no weird noises. Sure enough, once he got it installed into his car, there was no oil in it and it sounded terrible. The defendant's a Craigslist scammer. This case isn't about the money, it's about the principal. And he's here suing him for the $1,400 he paid this dishonest guy.
This is the defendant, Timothy Larson. He says the guy put this motor into his car a month after he purchased it. And who knows what the guy did with it in the time he had it. Bottom line, he sold him a running engine when he sold it to him. And he has no obligation under the law to take it back or return his money. He's accused of running rough. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff purchased an engine from the defendant, but when he tried using it, guess what? It didn't no, work. You weren't at the but door. the defendant says he sold the engine as is, so tough. It's the case of gentlemen, start your engines. Well, except you. Okay, Mr. Hool, you were in the market for a motor and you went on Craigslist and found one that the defendant had listed, correct? Correct. And what kind of motor was it? It was a small block Chevy uh, 400 cubic inch motor. Let me ask you a question. When someone's buying a motor from a private party, how do you test it to know it works and that everything's fine? Well, if everything is 100%, then you would hear it run. It would be installed. But in this case... Right, but I'm sorry to sound naive. You can't... There's no way to run it when it's just sitting in the garage. Correct. There's nothing to hear, nothing to do. Correct. So um, I would think that if I was in the market to buy a used motor, that I would um, make it a condition that I'm. if it doesn't work, I return it. But that did not happen here. It was sold as is. Have you ever sold a motor before? No, ma'am, I have not. Uh, have you ever bought a motor from a private party? Several. Several. And when you buy them, do you put any condition there that you need to have 24 hours to test it or something? Um, no, um, I've always you heard... You should, right? I've always heard them run before, and this was... How have you always heard the other ones run? Because they were sitting Still in cars connected? or in, in, in vehicles, you know. So, and they're selling them while they're still sitting inside yeah, of a vehicle? The, you know, maybe the car is junk and, you know, rusted out or something like that. All right, in any event, so you buy it, and is there uh, a, any paper documentation of the sale? No, no judge or Nothing, not. okay. Nothing. So did you, uh, you advertise it on Craigslist. Do, you, do either of you have the advertisement? I do. Okay, you do? No. You should always, whenever you buy anything on Craigslist, you should screenshot the advertisement. Well, Just I, always. I, it takes I never two seconds. Even, I never even saw the advertisement. Oh. A friend of mine okay. um, saw it. So you never read the, was, you never the, read this advertisement. No, I, I don't have even not. need to see it because then he didn't rely on anything that's written there in order to, to purchase it. So you go to where he is and you look at it, you like it. Do you ask any questions? Well, we had conversations the day prior to it. Um, I was asking him stuff about, you know, the motor, what how it ran him? how whether it made any odd noises, anything like that. How did it run? Did it smoke? Why did he take it out of his vehicle? Um, and, and things like that. And okay. so then we kind of said, okay, I'll come down. Did it make any weird noises? No, Your Honor. And it had been sitting in my garage, which was in the ad, and we discussed that uh, for about a year and a half on a stand, which I have pictures of if you'd like to see that. Okay. And, uh, but when it was connected to your last vehicle, it did it, not make noises? No, it Why did Why was it out of your vehicle? Why did you discard because it? Because I decided to go with a different motor. I built a very powerful motor for a 1969 Camaro. Okay. This was kind of one just to keep it so I could move it around in a shop okay. and do other work on it. Okay. All right, so he buys it, and uh, is there any discussion about a warranty of any kind? Or 
No, and as, as a matter of fact, Your Honor, um, he wanted, and when he did, I told him to come and take a look at the engine. When he did, he inspected the motor, and he himself found in the third cylinder that there was some darkness, blackness around the um, exhaust port. At that point, I had not noticed. I said, do you ever have any problems with this? I said, no, I had not. It had run fine, and we had had it moved it around. It wasn't a problem. Um, but I said, you know, I'll just sell it then as is. And he said, well... I'll tell you what, will you take $1,300 for and it? And you have been asking what? 16, and then okay. I did go down to 15. So did you sell it for 13 or you sold it for 15? I sold it for 13. You did sell it for 13? Yeah. Okay. At a reduced so you cost. Bought, so you gambled and then you lost the gamble and now you want your money back. Well, um, yes, because he totally missed. Because you lost. Well, 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 he totally misrepresented it. Um, he didn't tell me that it had been sitting there for a year on the floor. He also told me that. Okay, you now know, give me back that, that uh, the ad. There you go. It's on the bottom go. of the ad, Your Honor. Right. I don't think he's the kind of guy who, uh, who's going to lie about that because he actually put it in the advertisement that it was originally going to go in his Jeep, which he sold last year, so it's been there at least, you know, whatever amount of time that is. Uh, and that was in August. So, yeah, he was very candid that it had been sitting around. Oh, well. Um, <clears throat> what happens to a motor that sits around? Does it have fluids in it? Does it not have fluid? What, what, what happens? Any motor that sits for any length of time, it's always necessary to go through them. And I have about three articles I'd be what glad to share with What does go through them you. mean? Meaning that you'd want Condition to make sure you drain the oil because all seals begin to leak over time. Fluids themselves can go bad over time. Um, and all the experts will tell you that's one of the things you do in any used motor situation. You want to make sure that you've gone through that, checked it out. If you do that, you flip the engine over, pull off the pan, you can take a look to make sure that A, that there's no problems with oil feeding through the system, that if there are any issues, you can identify them quickly before you go and do an install. It's a natural well, course of events. Who installed the motor? My uh, friend of mine who owns a shop. So I imagine he knows that. It was, it, was, it was, the motors was installed, all the fluids were changed, put in fresh, and um, actually... So what's the problem with the motor? The motor is that, the problem is, is that it had run out of oil under his watch, and um, it spun five rod bearings and three main bearings, and it's totally junk. It's not even rebuildable. Do you have anything so, from a mechanic that says what you just said? I do. D has it already been taken out? Yes, it's been taken out and taken apart and inspected and brought to a machine shop who informed me that because the crankshaft was beat out 67 thousandths and they can only um, grind them 60 thousandths, that it was junk and they're... It's taken out the main bearings, so it has to be line board, and, and it's just not worth Do you have that money. in writing, what you just said? No, I do not. When do you first get a call from him? How long after you sold him the motor? Almost two months. Uh, he says that, that it was knocking, making a loud noise. We decided to remove the motor and take the oil pan off because that's where the noise was coming from. I checked the rod bearings and found five bearings damaged along with three main bearings, which was the cause of the noise. And what? What's it cost to fix that? It's, it's non-repairable. Says who? Your guy who wrote this affidavit for you didn't say that. Is that repairable or no, what this person says? I don't know what he found. 
Your Honor, well, so it'd be I'm hard for me to say I'm telling you what he that. says he found, which is five bearings damage along with three main bearings, which was the cause of the noise. Does that tell you anything or not real? Um, it would tell, and I, you know what, I'd have to look at the motor, to be honest with you. The crankshaft was out my to. truck. I, th I think the bigger challenge here is um, that when we made the arrangement, um, he, and when he purchased it from me, we, we shook hands and purchased it as is because there was a concern. I know the law. It. I'm asking so you I about the motor. I don't need you to educate me itself. on the law. I got the law down pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was curious about is, does the motor have a solution to fix it? However expensive that might be, I have no idea. I'm just Truthfully, curious. I, I would be wrong in saying it does or doesn't without looking at it ourselves or having a true mechanic look at it. If I could, one of the things that as we messaged what back- What do you do for a living? Myself, I work yeah. in finance. Okay. Are you a frustrated lawyer? <laughs> I ask that because you, you uh, interrupt me with, the, um, with ex exactly the way a lawyer would, if I may. <laughs> so it's kind of- <laughs> That's just the way he speaks always? Yeah. Thank you. Business, Go I, ahead. Apologize. I apologize. No, that's great. Go ahead. Um, I'm not used to it. <laughs> In our conversation back and forth, um, one of the things that um, Mr. Hula does share with me is, again, that, um, you know, it knocked as soon as I fired it. I did nothing to it. And as of now, it had, doesn't have five minutes of runtime on it since I took possession. So I question the fact that something was even done to the engine properly according to what spec would cause for him to be yeah. able to say that the damage didn't occur in his watch. Yeah, or his watch or, his, or, or, or the person who wrote on a piece of paper's watch, I don't know. But here, you know, the problem with buying a used item is that whether or not there's anything in writing that calls it as is, um, doesn't matter because the default position is that it's as is. The default position is you have no warranty. It is what it is. You're buying a, a pig and a poke. And you feel it up, you look at some stuff, you go, I don't know about that. Well, you take $300 less. He says, yeah, all right, fine. And then you buy it and then you lost the gamble and then now, um, now you want to be recompensed for it. At some point you're saying to him, just give me a, just throw me a few hundred bucks or something like that. That's not how it works. Either you have a right because you have a warranty or you don't have a right because you don't have a warranty. You don't have a warranty. This is an as is I, sale. I understand that fully, but the, the deal was, is that he knew full well that that motor was junk when he sold it to me. Yeah, how, do, he how are you scammed gonna prove me. that? How are you gonna prove be, that? Be, because, he had rolled it over. He had pulled the oil pan off because it had a brand new pan gasket on it. He, it had um, fresh oil in it when I dropped the oil out of it. So he had been in there and he knew what, what it was. And he's not even telling you. He told me that it came out of his Camaro. He told you it came out of his Camaro. And now he's telling you that it, no, it no, came I read out it of here that it came out of his car. Jeep. I, no, it, was it was said it was going to go into the Jeep. But it did not, and it went into right. the Right, that's, what he, that's what he that. says, that it was going to go yeah, in. And no, I did not do that, Your Honor. I wasn't raised that He's way. He's concerned about the fact that there's a fresh uh, pan and that uh, there's fresh oil, and that that means that you were tinkering and said this isn't worth keeping. That's what he's accusing Exactly. You of. That's what he's saying. What That's are you saying? Exactly. Was there a fresh you, pan and was there fresh oil? The or? answer on that is no. That motor sat on that stand, which I also offered him. Do you have pictures of the motor to show me that there was a something like totally out of character in the pan that you could tell that it was fresh? Or where do you get that from? That there's a fresh pan? You know, where fresh do you get pan gasket? Um, no, I don't. I don't have. Oh, you don't see, have no see, way to prove I, that statement. This is the motor, right? Uh, I'm looking at the motor up there. 
Yes, that's it. It's very clean. I have a very similar picture to that right here. Yeah, I got to tell you, I would never buy a used motor that I couldn't test and find out that it worked. I mean, that's such a pig in a poke. Well, um, Your Honor. I... Well, let me explain to you that the law is most certainly not in your favor. Okay? When you buy a used item, it is as is. You kept it for a month. I do not know where and how that was kept. It wasn't kept in your custody. It was kept in the custody of the person who hand wrote something and was notarized, who's supposed to be a mechanic and a professional that I'm supposed to trust, but I don't get documentation on any kind of letterhead. I get handwriting on a piece of paper. And then it's there for a month, and then after a month, it's, hey, give me some money back because this didn't work. No, that's not how the law works. It's an as-is sale, and my verdict in this case is for the defendant. So the plaintiff fails to prove his case. Mr. Who, you heard the judge. It was an as-is sale on your... That's all true. It is that's true. That's all true. Oh, yeah, it was an as-is sale. Right, right. And that's, you know, it was the principle. I can absorb the 1300 bucks. It was just the principle that, you know, he would do something like that. And it could have been your grandson, my grandson, you know. Thank you very much, sir. You have sign a few documents. Mr. Larson... You seem like a really nice guy, you know? You, I am. You... <laughs> I'm an honest guy. Anybody who knows me knows that's true. Um, again, he bought an engine understanding that, that he had gotten a deal, and parts alone were worth it. And he, we had discussed that. He's unfortunately just doesn't want to share the truth. And that's one of the issues that maybe we have as a society today. Tell the truth. You feel sorry for it? Uh, you know what? I, no one wins in a case like this. I mean, I certainly didn't want him to walk away in a bad situation. So yeah. I don't know that that's a good feeling. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I feel exonerated, but at the same time, I don't don't feel good about that. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, sir. Okay. What do you think, Harvey? Well, as is, Doug, uh, means exactly what it says, that you buy it as is. You take your chances. The only way to undo an as-is sale is proving fraud. Now we'll do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the plaintiff, Bill. He says he hired the defendant to clear the leaves from his one-acre property. And he foolishly paid her in full before the work was completed. She did only half the work. He had to hire someone else to complete her half-baked job. And is suing for the $700 he's most definitely owed. This is the defendant, Anne-Marie. She says the plaintiff took advantage of her because he knew she underestimated the job. That's right. He usually pays someone 900 bucks for the leaf removal, and she only charged him 400. She and her workers did complete all the work. He has a cold heart because he took advantage of her inexperience. She owes him nothing, and he should be ashamed of himself. She's accused of raking a customer over the coals. 
All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant gave him a quote to remove leaves from the property and says that the person that she had go over there only did half the job. But the defendant says the plaintiff took advantage of her because uh, she's a newbie, underbid the job, and he knew it. It's the case of raking her over the coals. Thank you, Douglas. Okay. So you hired the defendant to do what? To clean, uh, to rake uh, and haul away the leaves from my yard. Rake, bag, and haul away the the leaves from your front and backyard. Yes. And how did you find her? I was uh, looking online and I found Where were you advertising? Home advisor. Okay. So you found her there, you contacted her, she came over, she looked at it, and she gave you a quote. Yes. And the quote was how much? $400 in four days worth of work. Okay. And what ends up happening? You go over there and what happens? I went over there and I gave him an estimate. Right. So you saw it and you gave him an estimate. Yes. Okay. But I cut... But um, I had my foreman. He went the next, the day he started and said, I, I quote it too low. Way too Way low. Way too low. She didn't have any experience. This is her first, my first leaf time. job. She is a house cleaner and she wanted to expand into leaf removal. When we got there, I knew right away that she seriously. Tough. Agreed. Right. So well, we no, no, no. I'm not sure you quite get what I'm saying tough for you. We call that a learning experience for you. Okay, so, so you make an estimate that doesn't count as an estimate and it might not cost more? No. Okay, I'm just asking, sir, ma'am. Because you're saying I don't know that, why I didn't. No, 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 no. You weren't even there. You're right. I don't know why I'm talking to you. You told him, I'll do this job for 400 And then the next day, what is he to you? Are you dating? Or is he your we friend? We've known each other for 35 You're friends. Okay, okay. Friends. So, and he's your foreman. Then he tells you, what are you nuts? You quoted it too low. That's what we call a growing pain learning experience. I know that. But when you say, I'll do it for you for 400 and he says, sold, and then you pay her 400 then you got to do the thing. That's not an estimate. That's, don't talk. I'm not talking to you. That's a contract. So what happens? She goes there and she does what? She does about half of the job. Which is what? The front part? The front part and the, some of the back part. Bags up. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? After the leaves and leaves. How many days did all that job take? Oh, probably about a month. Uh, Why a month? I don't know. But they weren't going every day for a month. No, they didn't come every day for a month. How many days were they actually? Maybe five or seven. How many days were you actually there? Six days. Six days. There was a couple days that he couldn't be there, and there was a couple days with weather. That's correct. Okay, but then he kept asking you, when are you going to come back? And I did, and he said it was not good for him. So he didn't keep telling you guys you got to come back and finish? No, he didn't. Yes not. or no? Oh, I, I know she was handling it. I knew he wanted us to come back and finish, obviously. And so and why I didn't you? I expected us to finish. I had, excuse me, I had to get injections put in my back, and I said I couldn't drive at that time. And I said, can you can you wait? And he he got pissed. Got well, you weren't physically doing it. Walt was doing yes. it, right? So, yeah, yes. So, what, they, I, so I'm sorry your back hurt, but it has nothing to do with Walt. Well, it's yeah. her vehicle. I, I, I don't have my own vehicle. Well, you're not I, driving I, it. You got back injections. So what's the problem? You don't drive? I drive. Okay. Do you drive I, her vehicle? Yeah. Okay. So then what's the problem? Why did wasn't it? Well, I know we don't why. Live together. Because oh, it's just we underquoted this and it's not worth it. 
But what do you think was going to happen, guys? Where he did you had no way to get to my to my house, and I could not. I definitely to pick wanted him to finish the job, Your Honor. But I also want to explain you guys didn't. to you the only thing you that didn't was finish the, job. the whole job, the leave job, was it done was except done. for a small bag of, I mean, a small amount of leaves in the back, and it was all bagged up. The whole front was done. Just a second. The Are you saying that the, was done I, was the you need to listen done. more and talk less? Yes, ma'am. Was the back done? There was some leaves left in the back still. Yes. Okay. Did you pay the entire amount? Yes, uh, I did. Why? I paid $250 in cash to the foreman, and I paid $150 in check to the company. You should never pay I know, in I know full that. when and the job isn't done. There's no that incentive. That was a mistake on yeah. my part. Right. So how much did you have to pay to do the part you did do? On, on three of the days, I had another person helping me. I paid them $60 a day. Mm -hmm. I made $120 myself. It was $100 in gas. Mm -hmm. And basically, that was it. I made $120. What did people. she make? She didn't make anything. Ooh. Because well, once no she realized the, the, the amount of the Now, job. let's look at the texts. Do you have them in your phone right there? Yes, I do. Well, Not actually, in you the have, phone. I've printed them out. Uh, let me just see that. December 20th, when will you finish? She says this weekend. Sunday, December 22nd, you ask today? And she says, just got out of the hospital. And you say, what about Walt? He be there soon, he can, okay? <laughs> All right, it's 11.15 a.m. on that same Sunday, where is he? It's 12 noon, where is Walt? And you ask again at 3.05, no Walt, no message from you. This has to be done by Tuesday. You've been paid in full and you need to make this right. It is now 4.05, where are your people? This amounts to a breach of contract. You need to contact me now. She says, call Walt. You say, you call Walt, he works for you. Uh, I did not answer, so done, okay? All need to remove, what is your defense? Let me hear you. Um, uh, the reason why I kind of ignored him, he threatened me and I was not cool about it. On the How phone. did he threaten you? I don't remember the words exactly, but I don't tolerate that. Well, what was it that made you so mad? If it made you so mad, you should remember it. Um, saying, um, just saying I don't, I don't do my job and I, I, did, I wasn't doing the job. Well, you weren't doing the job. They were doing the job. Well, they weren't doing the job either. So that's not a threat. A threat yeah, is, he, I'm going to beat you up. He, That's a threat. I mean. I forget what he said. I just. Okay, let's remember. see what he said. No, you need to finish picking up the leaves in the backyard along the driveway it. and on the street, then remove the bags. You say, okay. He says, when will it be done? You say, by Tuesday. And then you say, it had better be, which is not the best way to communicate because you're still waiting for somebody to do the job. Yes, so I it's always understand. better to just say, I expect to see you Tuesday. Please don't let me down. That's just a better way to handle it. I understand. And then she says, someone will be there tomorrow, which is the Tuesday. You write, do I have a choice? These are not good things. We, ha we have the flu. And then you write BS, but you write the actual words. <laughs> and you can expect to hear I from my I said I had the flu because I had bronchitis and I was in the hospital at the time, too. It, it, I don't understand. I, I, I'm sorry that you were sick. And no, that, that's not yeah. an answer. When you underquote a job, it's not, it's, it wasn't just a quote. When you enter into a contract you regret, you don't get to make your way out of it because you charge too little. And by the way, then what ends up happening is that you file a lawsuit and you hire someone else to finish the job, but by the time you hire that person, it's what? January what? January 9th. 
Okay. Or and so that person comes, and that person charges you $500 yes. to remove the leaves in the front and the back, because I presume there's more leaves by then, because yes. now we've waited weeks and weeks. All right. So to have a completely clean yard cost you an additional $500 you didn't expect. Why are you suing for that $500 plus $200? I'm suing $200 for, from her because she only did half the job. And that I'm would suing. be fine. You get to pick between those two. You want 200 back because she only did half the job, I, or no, do you I want, want 500? I want 500. I thought you'd see it that way because you're entitled to the benefit of your bargain. In other words, to get 200 back would let her have struck a deal for $200 for the front of the yard. You never wanted that. Yeah. So if it costs you 500 to get what you were supposed to get for 400, if it costs you 500 more, if it costs you 900 to get what you were supposed to get for 400, your measure of damages is the additional thing it cost you. Because if you strike a really good deal, bully for you. And by the way, you say he took advantage of me because I didn't know what I was doing and it should be a $900 job. Well, he found somebody to do the whole thing for 500. So I'm not sure why you felt so put out, but it uh, turns out maybe somebody else works faster. In the meantime, I'm sure you trashed her on home advisor. I did. Yeah. Uh, it's just bad business all the way around. Verdict for the plaintiff, $500. Can you hang it? Side? Both sides so the plaintiff prevails. He's going to get $500. Anne-Marie, how do you feel about this? I'm not happy about it. You think you made a bad decision to agree to do the job for what you did? I sh yeah, and I should have charged more. Well, that's exactly right. So well, I learned from your experience. Okay, good enough. Thank you very much. You must sign some documents out there. Here comes Bill. All right. How are you? Well, you finally got what you want. Right? Yeah, it's a clean yard. It has taken a long time. It has indeed. So what have you learned from all this? She learned something. What did you learn? Hire the right person the next time. <laughs> okay, good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. You two must sign some documents. And Harvey. You know, it doesn't matter, Doug, that if you make a bad deal, bad deals are still enforceable. You are going to be stuck.